You're listening to the Unpacking It Live podcast, presented by MetaShare. Each week, Bryce, Luke, and Henry unpack sports, faith, and life with the goal of challenging, encouraging, and inspiring you to follow Jesus and become more like Him. Now, from Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here's your host, Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast presented by MetaShare. I'm Bryce Johnson. For the next hour, we will unpack sports, faith, and life with you and the Unpacking It community of sports fans everywhere. Thanks, everybody listening on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, everybody that listens later on the podcast, everywhere podcasts are found. We are so grateful for you. It's football season. So Mondays are always great this time of year. Excited to talk a lot of NFL on the show today. And in just a few minutes, we'll also talk college football as it got started this past weekend. I mean, what in the world? We'll talk about that. Week zero. I'm not sure. uh, I I love the concept of week zero, uh, but we will get to that. Today on the show, uh, I do want to talk about NFL players being cut. This week, tomorrow, is the final rosters as far as getting down to 53 guys on a on a team. And what players are going through this week is, is pretty crazy. Wondering, man, are they going to make it? Uh, I saw a former guest of our, our show. He got released today. Brett Kern, longtime punter, one of the best punters in the league released by the Titans to, uh, yesterday or today, I guess today. Um, and so anyway, all that's going on. And I want to talk about how the end is where we begin. So we'll, uh, we'll discuss that during our unpack this segment. Uh, Henry's not with us today. Luke is here though. We'll talk to Luke in a moment. Uh, we will not do tap drill, but we've got a couple fun t- stories today to, uh, to get into uh, kind of non-football related that we'll have some fun with. Um, Let me thank our presenting sponsor, MetaShare. MetaShare is an innovative healthcare solution for Christians looking to save money without sacrificing on quality. MetaShare is a biblical, affordable alternative to health insurance. Members, like my family, uh, we're thrilled to to be a part of membership, a part of MetaShare, easy for me to say. And the cool thing is members save up to 50% or more per month on their healthcare costs. And so they say that a typical family saves up to $500 per month. Here's the best part. You can become a member at any time. Visit metashare.com slash unpacking it and, and go get a quote, figure out if it's the right fit for your family. And again, go to metashare.com slash unpacking it. It's the best alternative to health insurance and uh, encourage you to check it out. All right, let's say hello to Luke. And Luke, as I... Uh, see you join me on the screen. I- I'm going to let you know what I'm convinced of today and curious to hear what you're convinced of as we you know this time of year, it's always about NFL predictions and Super Bowl picks. And so today I'm convinced that the Super Bowl will include a quarterback on one side who has won a Super Bowl before. And on the other side, we will see a quarterback who has been to one Super Bowl and lost that Super Bowl. The quarterback who lost before will win it this time. However, 
The two teams playing in the Super Bowl will get there because of their elite rushing attack. And so, listeners, you can guess who those two teams will be. I will reveal that in just a little bit. But, Luke, how are you doing, and what are you convinced of today? I'm doing great. You know, week one with the new dog has been off to a fantastic start. Got him updated on his shots. He's good to go. A sweet dog. I uh, had an early birthday lunch with my family that Madeline helped plan, which was nice. I turned the big 2-5 next weekend, quarter century. Ooh, that's so. awesome. So so we will not be able to celebrate next weekend because it's Labor Day, Labor Day weekend. So we will be off next Monday. That's right. And, and so an early happy birthday to Luke. And, and here's a question for people today. We've got a life quandary for later, but, but I'll throw this one out there now that you bring it up. Are you okay celebrating whether it's holidays or birthdays on an off day? Or, or are you an actual day? Ah, that's the day I'd rather celebrate. Where, where do you come out on that now that you've had to celebrate yours a week early? I'm always about the early or delayed if it means getting to see family. Mm. I'm a big family guy, not the show, even though there's some funny episodes. Can't, can't officially, uh, yeah, anyway, can't officially uh, recommend that show. But I'm a big family guy. I love spending time with family. And now being married, you almost need the late or early celebrations in order to do that. So I have no problem with it. As long as the birthday person gets the attention, I think that's all that matters. <laughs> all right, so... I'm a, but I'm a, but I'm also not Mr. Birthday Month guy. Madeline's mm. more along that line. My mom definitely. Oh, it's my birthday month. It's my birthday month. Let's start let's start requesting the favors. So I, I don't go that far. Um, but an earlier delayed celebration is good. All right, for me traditionally, I am a birthday month guy. No, but I I am I'm a day of guy for sure. I, I love celebrating Christmas on Christmas Day, Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving Day. Now. As my family has, as I've gotten married, two girls, things change. I've, I've been willing to adapt to a certain extent, but I love the special feel that certain days have. And I still try to hold on to that, that special feeling for those days. So on September 29th, my birthday, there's still that special feel. Uh, I, try to, I try to cultivate it a little bit. But um, September's the month of champions. Let's that's go. right. The Better fifth and the 29th. Raise a glass. So we're, we're representing. So, to answer your question, what I'm convinced of, two quick things. One, you should never swing your helmet in football. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yes, I'm convinced Preseason of that as scrimmages well. are getting so outrageous. Like, I understand football is a violent sport and people are going to lose their tempers. But for preseason scrimmages, for there to be so many brawls to the point of Aaron Donald's now swinging his helmet at someone... He's not going to get suspended. He's not going to get punished. But if you swing your helmet, there's got to be some type of consequence because that is, that is just crossing the line way too much. But the, to piggyback off your Super Bowl picks, my Super Bowl picks, which I will tease what I'm convinced of, is one team is going to make the Super Bowl, and they're going to be the, the team to win, a team that's slowly been rising, slowly been rising. The coach has slowly been rising. The roster has slowly been improving, mm. and this is the year where it's going to culminate. Okay, I like they that. They played in some extremely entertaining games last season, specifically one very entertaining game. And the, and on the other 
conference to make the Super Bowl is a dark horse team that Ooh. I feel very good about. I realize I could pick a safer team, which I do think has a good chance to make the Super Bowl. However, what's the fun in that? This dark horse team, I think, has a great chance and a good route to the Super Bowl with a quarterback that has a good amount of haters. And he's going to silence those haters this year by leading his team to the Super Bowl. I'm okay. convinced of it, and we'll get into it later. Wow. All right. I like it. So we'll, we'll love to hear from you as a listener. What, what are your Super Bowl predictions? Uh, what are some of your uh, just thoughts heading into the NFL season? Teams that, that you're maybe more excited about versus what kind of fans and media ha- have been saying the, the last month or so? Uh, who are some players that, that you're anticipating uh, break out this year? Not, not even from a fantasy perspective. We always talk fantasy on Tuesdays on our Fantasy Football Fellowship podcast. Uh, but just players, you're even on defense because normally we're talking about offensive players uh, from a fantasy perspective. But but curious your your thoughts on those guys. Uh, so you can leave those comments anywhere you're watching right now. Daniel's already got some good guesses right now. Daniel oh, on Facebook, okay. his guesses for you are Colts Packers, and he, he guessed my picks are Bills Eagles. So okay. he will find out. Tune in to see if he's correct or incorrect. I like it. Very cool. No, that's that sounds good. So yeah, put your guesses in the uh, in the chat as well. And, and before we, uh, we talk more NFL, I do want to bring up college football because this is the week, right? Thursday, it officially gets going, and I am wearing my Appalachian State shirt today because I found out over the weekend that I have a ticket to App State UNC in Boone Come on. on Saturday, noon kickoff, Eastern time. Let's go. And I have not been to a football game in years. It has been years now. I think 2019 uh, was the last. So the last two seasons I missed completely. Um, so I am fired up to be back in the stadium. Uh, I guess the last live game I've been to was a soccer game. So thank you, Brady, for Charlotte FC. So I'm going back oh. to Boone. I thought you uh, meant the last live App State game. Like you traveled to Boone for a soccer game, Mr. Anti-Soccer. No, no, no. No, Very the last, impressive. The last sporting event. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to uh, to be back up there now. This may not be a big game nationally, but locally in the state of North Carolina. So people, especially from Charlotte, there are a couple schools that like the majority of people go to or that you know the most people from, and it's UNC and App State. Like if you live in the Charlotte area, it's like, oh, I went to UNC, I went to App State. Like those are those are kind of the schools. Now UNC thinks they're better than us, and hey, maybe they are. There's more dentists and doctors and everything that come from UNC. That's fine. Um, I, every, every time I walk into a... Uh, into a doctor's office. I look on the, on the wall and it's a degree from Carolina. Um, but anyway, us app state people, we, we still run the, we run the state. So don't, don't you forget about that. Uh, a lot of business owners, a lot of wonderful people, but this game is a big deal because at beat UNC a couple of years ago in Chapel Hill. So now UNC gets another chance and we get to host UNC and, and Mac Brown actually used to be an app state coach. Uh, so a lot of a lot of storylines, and uh, I'm excited to be there. So I will share that uh, in a couple of weeks since we're off next Monday. And then also in between, App State will be playing Luke's alma mater, Texas A&M, the following weekend. So we go UNC, Texas A&M to start the season for us. Uh, so, so very, very excited uh, for my Mountaineers. With that said, I'm thinking this weekend is the start of college football. <laughs> and I was reminded of this week zero situation and my question for for those sports fans listening today how excited were you for week zero 
<laughs> were you watching Nebraska and Northwestern? Now, I did find myself tuning into UNC and was it Florida A&M? Florida A&M. Go Panthers? I think they're the Panthers. I, I don't even know. Was, They've it, got a good they, gospel choir. I have a song from the Florida A&M gospel choir. In my, in my book, that's what? what they're known for. Not their what? week zero. Oh, yeah. Not their week zero football games. They actually played competitive for a while. But, but, but <laughs> I guess what I'm so confused by is what is week zero? And is this not taking away from the excitement of this official week one start when all the teams play? This weekend, I just, I just, I just don't understand it. I'm, I'm, I'm anti week zero, and I, I like the September start date for for teams too. Um, so I, I just, I just don't understand it all. So, so yeah, when we joke like it's week zero because zero people are watching, but reading about it, I do sympathize with week zero. It's college football's way of trying to give smaller schools a national audience, and specifically, Hawaii gets an extra game to offset their really expensive travel costs throughout the season. So Hawaii is always going to be a week zero game, which I understand. But here's the problem. College football, you have a couple weekends of being able to compete and not share a weekend with the NFL. Why not play massive games during those weekends? It's a little like, I mean, tiny little games for week zero. No one's watching except for fans of these, of these teams. There's no national audience. I mean, to, to, to be honest here, maybe this is an indictment on my sports fandom, but I didn't even know there were games this weekend. I was, <laughs> I was busy with the dog, with, uh, with hanging with my family. I, Madeline and I started as uh, volunteers in our church in the kids' ministry. You were talking about, hey, you know, you watch Week Zero? Like, what are you talking about? Week Zero? So I, I certainly didn't tune in. But w- college football, you should take every advantage of not sharing – with the NFL for a couple weekends. Don't, I don't understand. There's well, a huge opportunity. Well, the other thing I started thinking about is maybe the preseason for college football would be worth considering. I don't know why they, they haven't. And, and, and I think some of these smaller schools that go up against Alabama or whatever, they shouldn't count for the regular season. Those should be preseason games. And th- those should happen. If, you know, if, if you need those extra games, play them in August. So, I don't know. I don't know. So to me, that could be week. That could be week zero. The last two weeks of August, and and you play, you know, one or two warm up games, and let it truly be a warm up game that does not count for your record. It does not count for stats. It's always ridiculous to me that these you know big time programs get to to, to you know pad their stats early in the year, and they throw you know four touchdowns in the first half, and then they rest. Yet it still helps them out. It's just funny to me. So anyway, that was that was my big big question or thought. Uh, surrounding that and then the other question is you know I'm excited for for college football this weekend because my my school has two great matchups to start the season and then as always we've got a chance to win our our conference in the Sun Belt but beyond that are, 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 are college football fans just as excited about just kind of the general college football season keeping up with you know big games national games is that excitement still there or has the NIL, the conference realignment, ha- has that taken away any of your excitement? Or is your excitement totally connected to your favorite team? And, and that continues to be what college football really is driven by. That's what it's all about. It's about you know being at your home stadium. It's about the tailgating. It, it's about the big rivalries within your, your conference, if, if those are still alive. 
Um, they're still in the same conference. Uh, many are not anymore or, or heading that direction. So uh, I know you're a big college football fan, even though you don't know about week zero, you just, you keep <laughs> up with week one on. Um, so, so because where, I, where I mean, I was out? looking at A&M schedule and we, I mean, A&M's first game against the FCS powerhouse, Sam Houston, which I think they're D1 now. Can't remember what conference they're in. Another indictment on college football fandom. Not looking good today, but I'm focused on okay. A and M first time against... in Sunday school with the with the kids. That's no, it's right. good. That's right. It's good, Luke. Yeah. Wait. Wait. Gonna... Wait. 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 A volunteer for for church nursery. That's that's impressive. Not bad. So good for you. Not bad. Those two to five year olds. They were they were rambunctious. That's Fun beyond group. the nursery. Yeah. But I'm all in. Okay. Yeah. A and M's first game. Sam Houston. I'm not. I'm in my mind. Okay. Yeah. That's when the football season starts. So. I mean, I've I've never been a week zero guy. I mean, looking up online, week zero has been a thing since the '80s, and that, the first week zero game was like Nebraska Penn State, but they were one and four in the country. Nebraska destroyed them, but I don't know. I, I didn't even. I never really realized it was a thing. I, I knew there were some games that maybe have started a few days before, maybe a a midweek game before that Saturday. But I never knew it was marketed as week zero. I never well, knew week zero. Tune in for week zero. I knew, oh, there's some earlier games that trickle in, but it's an actual thing that's marketed. Uh, I don't know. And my other something- thing is, to before you uh, re- reply to that, if you're listening today, I'm always curious, are you a college football or NFL guy? Is your Is your football viewing Saturday afternoon and evening, or are you a Sunday afternoon and evening guy? Obviously, there's many that are going to be both. But if you had to throw in the towel on one, what would it be? I don't know. Yeah, I, I get I get in the, this debate a, a lot. And, and I know, especially during certain seasons of life, you have to make that choice. So I used to be able to watch football whenever I wanted, uh, you know, all weekend long. And then I got married. And so now I, I, I pick Sundays. And I used to watch all day on Sunday. Now I have two daughters. Now I get a window. Now I get now I get the one to four window, and then a little sprinkle the the rest of the way. Yeah. Um, I'll throw in some Monday night, but uh, but anyway, that you know, you do have to make those those choices, and and so I still side I still side NFL. Um, and I will say this: I don't the NIL stuff, and even the the division or the conference realignment, it doesn't change my excitement. Now I was all excited on Saturday this past Saturday morning to tune into College Game Day because that always gets me going, and I knew it was Week Zero. Let's go! College Game Day started at 10 a.m. in Eastern instead of 9 a.m. Eastern, and so it was already so they've already shortened it. So if you're not going to give me a full College Game Day, the full experience, it is not the start of college football. So, Where did they so get go? out of here. So I didn't even watch it because at that time I forget it. I'm out. So they yeah. they blew they blew the the the. The opening weekend. So this is the opening weekend. So we just need to be ready for it. Let's go. Yeah. Thursday Thursday night kicks it off. Daniel on Facebook, good point. NFL over college, partially due to fantasy. Now, yeah. I've played fantasy college football. I, I wonder how many people oh, wow. have done this. And it's, a, it's a very small group. That is. It was difficult. Because the amount of knowledge you have to have. I mean, you're going into a draft. Way more unknowns way more players oh yeah that's an unbelievable i mean it was yeah it was tough i would do one conference that would be fun i could do yeah. that yeah just the sec or something yeah uh all right so yeah let me leave your comments on the on the chat love hearing from you send an email uh bryce at unpacking it.com and and this week of course is also 
cut week in the NFL. And it's it's really a tough week for for many players. And and to think that that 90 guys were on the roster, you know, throughout training camp and preseason and, and all these players uh, are fighting for an opportunity. And and you know, these rosters are made up of returning players, new free agents, rookies, and and all of them outside of maybe the very elite, the superstars have one goal in mind throughout the training camp and preseason, make the team, keep their job. That's what they want to do. They're fighting in, in training camp. You mentioned the fights that happen in training camp or, or in these little scrimmages. Well, they're, they're, there's a lot of stress. They're trying to make the team. They're fighting to make the team. And, and so, you know, tomorrow, 4 o'clock on Tuesday, 53-man roster. Everybody's got to get down to that. And, and so, you know, this has to be really the worst part of the NFL season, right, for everybody. Because even as fans, it's hard to hear your favorite players or, or players that you were maybe rooting for that you, you happen to catch in preseason. You go, oh, man, I'd like to see them get a shot. Um, and then they get cut. And what this signals for many of these players when they hear the news that they didn't make the team, it's that their football career is over. That the football part of their life has ended and and so here in unpacking it we, we we do this segment every week it's called unpack this and we take sports stories relate them to the bible relate them to our own lives and and hopefully it can be an encouragement to all of us and and so as bad as it sounds for the players who who have this door closed on their nfl career it's also the beginning of the next phase of life and, and the start of something new and, and I've been, you know, I've been doing sports radio and, and sports ministry for, uh, gosh, 10 plus years now and ha- have had a chance to meet you know, a lot of former NFL players and have interviewed them on, on the podcast. And, and many of them, you know, their, their career gets cut short for, for one reason or another injuries oftentimes, but eventually it, it ends and they end up doing something else with their lives. And oftentimes those, those things end up even you know, being more purposeful and more fruitful and, 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 and go beyond what they ever could have imagined on the, on the football field. And, and so it may not be the plan that these players have that when they get cut, especially this week, uh, but it could be the beginning of a different path and, and maybe even a better one. And so in life, there's this clear principle that something old has to end if we're going to experience a new opportunity. And, and even earlier, I was mentioned, you know, single singleness ends and then marriage begins. And, and so it's the excitement of that. Right. So uh, with that said, though, uh, as far as what these players are experiencing, you know, it's hard. It's hard for them to embrace that there could be a new opportunity, that the dream of playing football could actually be over. And you and I, we also struggle with this. We, we all know how hard it is when something good ends especially when it means we've been cut or fired and, and, and kind of in speaking of maybe even the sports world or the, the work life. And, and I know for me, I'll never forget when my football dream came to a close after I was cut from the middle school team. That's right. Everybody makes the middle school team. Not me, not me. So it, it was, it was painful. It was disappointing as a 13, 14 year old, and, and, and when I look back on that time, a lot of lessons learned. Uh, I see, you know, the development that, that happened from that. But I also see that God used the end of that dream 
to send me down a path of ministry and prepare me for the dream that he had for me. And, and not that my dream was to be an NFL player, but, but the dream of whatever was in the moment and, and oh, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And it was in that season where, okay, I'm not in control of everything. And I, I, my faith deepened during that time and, and a lot happened from that. Uh, but as I look back, that was where, okay, that was the beginning of a clear path toward, toward ministry. And, and so truth be told, ha having something end for something new to begin is also critical in our faith journey. And, and in, it's actually the starting point. The, the, the end is where we begin. And it's actually the, the, the name of a song uh, by my favorite band called Thousand Foot Crutch. So the end is where we begin. And you know that, that's, that sums up the reality that when we choose to follow Jesus, our former life ends and our new life with him begins. And so there's excitement actually in the ending. And in, in the beginning and the life that Jesus invites us into, and, and, but it has to end. The old life has to end so that we can embrace the new life that we have in him. And so Galatians 2.20 says, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And so we must get to the point where we realize the end of ourselves and that, that self-centered life is where a Jesus-centered life begins. When we finally end our old life of pursuing the world and chasing after selfish things, it's when the new, selfless, Christ-like life begins for us. Ephesians 4, through 24 tells us, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. And so this is when addiction ends and freedom begins. This is when hopeless ends and hope begins. And as followers of Jesus, we know that when life on earth ends, eternity with Jesus begins. And so with that in mind, we can confidently go along our journey knowing that whether we get cut or our previous dreams end, we don't have to remain discouraged or disappointed. Instead, we can know that when something ends, it's just the beginning of God doing something new in us and through us. And so on those tough days, we're still going to have tough days when we, we doubt that to be true, or we're waiting on God to show us what's next. We can remember this verse, and we'll end it here. First uh, Peter 5.10 declares, in his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. And so we cling to that hope, and, and we know that, uh, that, that God is the one strengthening us, opening doors, leading us, guiding us to, to what's next. And so we have to embrace the ending so that we can embrace the, the new beginnings in life. And they continue, new beginnings. When we change our life, we, we surrender to Jesus. That's the start of it. The end is where we begin. And, and then we continue to experience that th throughout life. So as we think about these players getting cut and as you get the updates throughout today and tomorrow, uh, let that be a reminder of ending the old life and, and seeing what's new, what God's doing today, what's, what's new in our life, what new doors is he opening up. Um, so I hope that that's an encouragement 
uh, to you today. That devotional will go out uh, today through email. If you haven't subscribed to our email devotional, you can do so on unpackingit.com. And we send that out Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. All right, Luke, I think you were more of an athletic star than I was, but were you ever cut from a team? Can you relate to the players getting cut today? And can you relate to me who, who was cut in middle school? So I was never cut, but I remember the embarrassment of being the seventh grade A-team quarterback starter, but then eighth grade, I was the backup, if not the third, str- the third Ooh. string. Ooh, and I tough. remember feeling embarrassed and disappointed and, oh, I can't believe this guy's starting over me. And when I would go in, this overwhelming pressure to try to get the starting spot back, but I never did. I didn't play much eighth grade. So I remember the sting of that. And, you know, it, in reality, it's a minor thing. But those moments do stay with you, the times where some part of how you've identified, whether it's an accomplishment or a sport or an activity, when that's ripped away, Mm. it's really painful because I was getting approval from man with being, at least in my own heart, I was seeking approval of man by being the starting quarterback in seventh grade. And I was getting praise and identify, oh, that's, yeah, that's what I am. In eighth grade, when that's there, it's like, oh my gosh, my my young teenage self didn't know how to how to wrestle with that. Mm. I, it was all disappointing. But I love you're talking about coming to the end of yourself, mm. this being crucified with Christ. It also reminds me of Second Corinthians twelve. Paul, I mean, the famous verse: "When I am weak, I am strong." And that verse is thrown around a lot. When I'm weak, I am strong. But a lot of people use it as another way to kind of bolster this self-reliance. Oh, when I'm weak, when life's coming down on me, no, I'm strong. I'm going to rise up, which is so not even close to what Paul's talking about. Paul's actually talking about, like, he's boasting in his weakness because it shows how great Christ is. Mm. All these other people are boasting how amazing they are. And Paul's like, oh, yeah, you want to know how weak I am? I'm the weakest. Mm. It's not, I can't do anything. If I'm relying on my own strength, I'm not going to do what God's called me to do. So this idea of our weakness, when, we, when God, by His Spirit and His grace, really shows us and reveals to us how weak we are, how little control we have, how, again, like we have no control, we're so weak, we cannot please God, we cannot serve God, we cannot follow Jesus in our own strength. We're going to fail Amen. over and over again. So part of this dying, this coming to the end of yourself, is coming to the end of your self-reliance. Mm. And that's so important. And it's a grace of God to show us how weak we are. Because when we stop relying on self, we have to turn to God and rely on Him, and we're actually able to do what's got, what God has called us to do. Mm. So I just love the phrase, coming to the end of yourself, dying to self. And a huge part of that is dying to your self-reliance and dying to this falsehood that we actually are strong and we have control. By God's Spirit we are, but in our own strength— Satan's way stronger. He's going to defeat us every time. In our own strength, we're going to sin. We're going to chase sin. That by God's Spirit, we can follow Jesus, and we can overcome the temptations of Satan. Mm. So coming to the end of yourself is a huge part of that is realizing we can't really rely on ourselves at all. Uh, So somehow that relates to my middle school self. There you Uh, go. 
being distraught over not being the starter in eighth grade. Hey, the, the, the end is where we begin. So that's, uh, that, that's today's theme. And, and even as I was putting together this devotional, thinking about, all right, the preseason ends, right? Oh, finally, the preseason ends. Now the regular season begins. Then the regular season ends and the playoffs begin. So that's, that's what we have to look forward to uh, for sure. And then also I was thinking about you know, a lot of these players that will get cut and it's disappointing, it's devastating, and, it's, and it, it may even appear that their dream is over, but they're, they're going to get picked up by another team. And, and it's going to be a better opportunity. It's going to be a better situation. And so we also have to you know, factor that into this whole topic as well. That it may not mean that football is over. It's just that, that one team is, is over. Um, and, and so I can relate to that in my, in my own life too, just the, the, the career, uh, path that I, that I've been on and, and seeing how something ended and, and began, uh, anew. Um, and then also, you know, just thinking about over the years, how many great players, hall of fame players that were cut that ended up, you know, bouncing, uh, bouncing to another team. And that's where they really uh, emerged. Um, for some reason, the name Chris Carter pops in my mind because he was, he was cut by the, by the Eagles, but uh, ended up becoming well, Danny a Amendola is an example. I don't know. If oh, easy with cut. the great. I'm talking about great. I mean, I'm, 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 it's a stretch here talking about Chris Carter, but no, he's a Hall of Famer. Danny Amendola. Danny, Danny Amendola. Oh, I mean, depends how you he's define He's not even great. Hunter Renfro. Oh, come on. Oh, Amendola had a here. great career. Great career. It, that career has ended. And he's I trying to bring to that begin, up to He's trying to, to begin a, a, a broadcasting career. Is he really? He is. Well, I wanted to bring it up because it was a miss on the Cowboys. I don't know if they cut him, but he was fighting for a spot, and they basically told him, you have to be perfect. You're too slow. You're not strong enough. You're small. And he ended up having an, a tremendous career. Super Bowl champion, right? Yeah, he won with the Patriots. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I would think so. I, I, I think he had a great career. Yeah. Great. I mean, a solid, nice, you know, veteran career, long career. Two-time Super Bowl champion. He played. How many years did he play? Two thousand nine to two thousand twenty-one. Long career. Well, right. okay, maybe I'm overstating his career. Yeah, I would definitely for sure. No thousand-yard seasons. No, no. Um, so, very solid. Very solid career. He was a fair. contributor when he did not. Fair. No one expected him to be. I'll Wes Welker was my, better. My great claim. Wes Welker was better, and Edelman was better. Yeah, they were both better. Yeah, Amendola was a contributor. That's fair. They you need to that. call me on that. All right, I'm glad. Glad to keep you <laughs> honest. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so we'll be keeping an eye out for the the cuts. Uh, curious to see how that how that plays out. Um, another punter, uh, actually, Sam Martin from App State got cut today from the Broncos. So, but mm. he wouldn't take the pay cut. Sometimes you got to take the pay cut. I don't know some of the. Pay some, cut. Some of these guys, they it's risky. It is risky to take to say no, no, no. Keep paying me. All right, then you're off the team. So th- some of that, some of that will happen over the next Yikes. day or two as well. It's risky. Uh, all right, let's talk NFL. All right, NFL season is beginning. We we get this little lull period. So I'm gonna be man. I'm gonna be so fired up for for a week from Thursday uh, with the start of the season. And mm-hmm. and I, I was th- looking through all the NFL teams today. Looking through actually yesterday, I was going through all the logos with Maddie. Uh, so I'm I'm, I'm getting her You're getting uh, her a mini helmet collection. Well, we just go through the logos online and, and make sure she knows who's who. So she's doing pretty well for a three year old. Very very solid. And mm-hmm. and I'm I'm getting a feeling though for each team. Heading into the year, do I feel good about them? Do I am I optimistic about what they can do? And I will say, 
there's no denying how great the AFC is. And there's going to be a really good team or two that does not make the playoffs. Yeah. And then there's going to be, you know, in the NFC, we're going to have a team or two that's that uh, not really a playoff caliber team that's going to get in. So that's They're where we're, be, that's, we have to embrace that. That's going to happen this year. AFC wildcard round is going to be such good football. <sighs> NFC wildcard round. Yikes. Yikes. That that's the afternoon to get your lawn care done, to get your chores done. You're not gonna miss much in the wild card week in the NFC. So let me start with the AFC, and these are the seven teams I believe will will make the the playoffs in the AFC. The Bills, obvious. I'm gonna go all four teams in the AFC West. I don't know how it's possible, <laughs> but I'm gonna go all four. Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers. So that puts me at five. And then I'm going to go Ravens, Colts. Those are your seven. Yes, no that Bengals. means the Bengals will miss the playoffs. And I'm going to be in the rare, rare minority on that one. Well, um, I actually love that because we need some pushback against the outrageous narrative that the Bengals will be back to the Super Bowl and Burrow's going to win multiple rings. That's right. Because it's delusional. You can't say that if Russell Wilson has one, Drew Brees has one. Aaron Rodgers has one. You can't say it. Mahomes yep. still has one. And with how good the AFC is, yeah, I mean, I wonder how often that is to make the Super Bowl and miss the playoffs. Surely it's been done. Oh, no, that's time. the Super Bowl hangover. That, that's common. Yeah, these, to, these to miss teams, the playoffs the next year or to just barely make that, the playoffs? Henry's not with us to look it up, so maybe a listener can, can do that real quickly. Um, but, but yeah, I, I'd be curious to see that, but that, that, that would be my thought with, with the Bengals. I just felt like, listen, I like the young talent, Jamar chase, no question about it. You know, they've, they've added some, some guys, to the offensive line and defense. And so, you know, they've, they filled a couple holes, but the magic that they had last year, I don't know. Will they be able to capture that again? I mean, they overachieved big time, big time, big time overachieving. And I don't know. I mean, do I like the Bengals? Do I think they're trending? Absolutely. But should we should we take their overachievement and apply that to what they really are? I don't know. I got to see it more. I got to see a healthy more Lamar Jackson all season long. Come on, that's yeah. that's dangerous. I, I do think the Ravens are due for a, for a bounce back ba- bounce back season. And yep. I, I, I've been going back and forth on how I feel about the Steelers, and I, I, I still find them to be one of the more intriguing, confusing teams. I, I felt this in the offseason, and I, I still do now. It does seem like they might catch the injury bug this year. Oh, but you've got to believe in Tomlin with all that happened last year to still almost make the playoffs. I, but it's almost like that wasn't... That was the truth, though. Like, it wasn't a great team, yet he got them over the top. Can he really, or just enough to, to stay in the mix? Can he do that again yeah. with this roster that really hasn't improved enough? Did enough. you say the Titans? Well, we know they're done. We know they're done. Yeah, they're no, out. No, no playoffs, playoffs for the Titans. No playoffs for the Titans. Okay. So Colts winning that division. Yep. Okay. So all so. three wild cards from the AFC West. Is yeah. there Three wild That's cards? A, yeah, three yeah. wild cards. So now we get right. the seven teams in the AFC. So um, it's fine to disagree, but that's that's where I come out in, in the AFC. Oh, um, it's hard to, know to take any thoughts. of those out, though, outside of Tennessee. Yeah, because right. we're out on Miami, out on Cleveland. Yeah, I can't trust yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, Steeler, Steelers and Titans, those are the only ones. Well, Patriots. 
Okay, so I will say I, I hate leaving the Patriots out because I think they're going to be better than most people think. A lot of people are trying to write them off and almost criticizing Belichick, which is, which is always a crazy thing to do. Crazy. But it is confusing with the offense. Like Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, I'm not thrilled about that. So that might prevent them from being able to make the playoffs. So are you think Mac Jones? Are you in on Mac Jones? Uh, yes. Yes. You definitely were in on him last year, but have you pumped the brakes on him? Just a little, just a little. They, they, they still are struggling at wide receiver. And, yeah. and then the coaching changes uh, with Josh McDaniels leaving. We got to kind of see how that's going to play out. And there's some concerns there. Big year for your boy Hunter Henry, though. I hope so. I hope they keep, keep feeding him in the end zone. Yeah. That's where, that's where you want him. All right. So when we look at the NFC, then this is where it gets it's wide open. I mean, <laughs> to me, yeah. there are just a lot of teams. It's the wild, that, wild west in the NFC. That, that are in trouble. Um, and, and so I will go your Cowboys. So Cowboys, Eagles, Rams, Packers, Vikings, Panthers. And I think I'm going to go Saints. I think I'm going Saints sneaking in because of their defense. They got one of the best defenses in the league. And, and Jameis Winston, he can fling it around. Like he's not a terrible quarterback. And so he's got some weapons. If Michael Thomas comes back and actually, you know, gets almost back to the, the level that he was at when it's hard to even remember when he last played, yeah. but, but I think the saints can do it. So yes, I've, I've been, as you know, I've been pounding the table. I even G chat you this all the time. The bucks are done. I'm like screaming it from the mountaintop all of a sudden, but you, you've seen the mainstream media. They're coming, they're coming around. They're coming around. They've been listening to unpacking it, but I've been saying this for a while now. So it, it, looking at Tom Brady, you sent me the video today. He looks disheveled. I mean, the poor guy, he's got a lot going on personally. We can't just overlook that. That's, he's got stuff going on. So um, I, not to mention one offensive lineman after another is going down. And all he needs is an offensive line. It's more important than receivers. It's more important than a yes. run game. It is the offensive line. If he doesn't have time to throw to Mike Evans, he's done. I understand he feels great at 45. My arm's as good as ever. Fine. How are the You're, legs? You still though? can't move. You How never had legs? legs. You sure don't have them now at 45. That's right. So you're, you can't move. So yeah. you're, you're standing back there just inviting the defense to just, <laughs> just tackle you. He's going to do his classic Tom Brady and Peyton Manning just like fetal position in, instead uh, of taking a sack. I mean, he's going to be going we're down. Gonna, we're going to watch him like dive. Like he's going to be diving more than I did this summer at the pool. Like he's just going to be diving <laughs> toward like away from the defense. Just say, don't tackle me. Don't tackle me. They should mic him up. We're going to hear more Tom Brady saying, please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt me <laughs> this, this whole season. It's going to get ugly. It's going to unravel in Tampa Bay. And yep. so I will, if I, I will eat my words if that's not true, but the Bucs will miss the playoffs. So there you Who go. Who are your wild card teams? Um, uh, I think the Vikings. Actually, I, the Vikings could end up winning that division. Um, but I'll say the Vikings are the, are the wild card in the NFC North. And then uh, I'll say your Cowboys are the NFC Okay. Uh, East wild card. Oh, am I yeah, missing so, one more? So you're big, you're big. Oh, and then the Saints. Up. And then yeah. the Saints. Gosh, no Because the Panthers are going to win the division. It's right. Baker Mayfield. And you're out on Arizona. Definitely out on Arizona. Um, and then, you know, I think the Lions, they're going to be a fun team. They'll be in the mix. Uh, thankfully, Justin Fields actually looked pretty good for the Bears. So, so they might not be they as horrendous need, as we they thought. They just need to just improve the roster. Give Fields a chance. It's really what he needs. Oh, did I say the Rams? I, 
Okay, I need to make a change. Um, I need to make a change. All right, not the Saints. Uh, the Saints are going to be the, they're they're going to be left out. They're going to be fine. They're going to be the defense will be good. The 49ers are getting in. I I I, I overlooked them. I'm sorry. The 49ers are making the playoffs because um, yeah. I've got them in the final four. So as we as we teased at the beginning of the show, I believe the Green Bay Packers will represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. And I am wearing the Indianapolis Colts hat today. And that means I am picking the Colts to win the Super Bowl. Wow. I'm doing it. They're going to beat the Chargers in the AFC Championship game and go on and and beat Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl. And what's going to be cool to see those two players, you know, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, you know, they've kind of been their era together. Um, You know, they both have a couple years left maybe. But to me, the Colts have been building, building offensive line, defense, balance of young players, <sighs> veteran players. Such a good roster. And they just needed a quarterback that is reliable down the stretch. And Matt Ryan is that guy. Now, was he reliable in that Super Bowl when they lost to the Patriots? Eh, he lost the lead. That was, that was ugly. I know, but, but you go up 28-3. It's not like he, he laid yeah. an egg. It, well, plus, it wasn't him like totally like, like just turning the ball over no. and just you know melting down. I, I wouldn't put it on him in that way. So to me, no. whereas like I love Phillip Rivers, but Phillip Rivers, he was hard to trust down the stretch in games. So that's who the Colts <laughs> had a couple years ago. He would throw interceptions. He was not clutch, unfortunately. And then Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, ne- definitely not. Definitely not. That was, that was ugly down, down the stretch in those games. Um, so Matt Ryan is the difference maker, and he's going to be able to rely on the run with Jonathan Taylor, Naeem Hines, Michael Pittman's a big-time wide receiver. The Colts have what's necessary. They just you know, In the offseason, they added Stephon Gilmore, great corner. I don't know why the Panthers let him go, uh, but, but he's going to be solid. That was so, an interesting rental, bringing in Gilmore. Um, that was terrible, <laughs> terrible. I mean, I like getting them, but then keep them. Yeah. He's from South Carolina. I, I just didn't understand. That was Rock silly Hill. Thing. Rock yeah. Hill native. Your, your former uh, summer Such an lady. underrated NFL talent generator. Rock Hill, South Carolina. They put so many. J.D. Von Clowney? Rock Hill? Um, uh, the, uh, what's the, the Steelers' backup? Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Oh, yeah. Rock Hill guy. Maybe on the trading block. We'll see where he ends up. Maybe, yeah. They've That's got, the trend for Rock Hill like they've guys. had him forever. He's, he's kind of almost nice. like a lifer, backup lifer. He there. is a lifer. He's like, yeah, hey, he's, good way to make some money, though. Goodness. That's, that's Not right. nearly as likable as lifer Chase Daniel, though. No. Rudolph will never attain that. So here are my Super Bowl picks. In the AFC, representing the stacked conference is a team that's been building. A coach that has continued to prove year after year mm. – he knows what he's doing. Continue to bring in pieces and develop them, and that is the Buffalo Bills. Ah, uh, you're buying the hype. Luke's in. Luke's in I'm on the hype. I'm not just buying the, the hype. hype. It's not the hype because it's not a, oh, wow, the Bills are really good. It's the past few years, it's when are they going to do it? And last year, they looked so good, and they were so close. But Josh Allen is legit. Or as Harrison on the Fantasy Football Fellowship podcast, he is legit. Legit. He is legit. Yep. Josh Allen is not a fluke whatsoever. He is a franchise quarterback. So, so good. And Diggs is, I mean, arguably the best receiver in the NFL. 
Their I defense is good. I mean, loaded weapons on defense. McDermott can coach. It, it, it's their time. Ryan it's their time. It's Bill's Mafia deserves it. They deserve it. After the four Super Bowl losses in a row, two of those to my dear Cowboys. Or three? Maybe Just three. Two. two. I don't know. I don't remember. But Giants. I wasn't alive. But uh, it's the Bills' time. And on the NFC, it's a team with a new coach. He's brought in. He was a coordinator. He's a new head coach with a quarterback who has way too many haters. Unnecessarily hated. He's a good quarterback with tons of weapons. Two great receivers and a great running back. Ah, you're going the Vikings. Representing the NFC North. The Minnesota Vikings. Wow, I didn't. I wasn't sure where you're going. Then I, I, I finally clicked the Vikings. So, okay, Kirk Cousins. Wow, a B level quarterback. But you can win a Super Bowl with a B level quarterback. The Giants did it with Eli Manning, but with a great defense. The Vikings can do it with a good defense and a new head coach with a great offense. Mm. Their defense is going to be fine, but you bring in a new head coach, new culture. They needed a new culture after the last uh, the last administration with him and with him and Kirk just did not get along. Kirk has Thielen as his number two mm. great receiver. Justin Jefferson, also arguably the best receiver in the NFL. And Dalvin Cook and your boy, uh, what's his name? Andrew Madison. So who he's on the they feed block. him like he's a starting running back when Cook's out. Oh, he, yeah. he could be a starter in this league. Kirk Cousins is really good. Last year he was great for me in fantasy, but this year a coach that he should get along with better. Packers have unknown. If the Vikings win the division, I struggle to think they can do it as wild card, but if the Vikings win the division, well, I mean, they're going to the Super Bowl because the Cowboys aren't doing it. The Cowboys every day look worse and worse and worse and have many question marks. Tyron Smith is now out. And Jerry Jones saying, "Yeah, we're going to do it in house. We're not going to make trades. We're going to we're a draft and develop team." Okay, well, how about, can we get rid of that? Let's trade Zeke away. Let's bring in a left tackle. Cowboys aren't doing it. Eagles, I think, can win the division, but aren't good enough yet. Yeah, they're not. But Russell they're not Wilson's left enough. the conference. I mean, if the it's to me, it's Packers or Vikings. Whoever wins the or, NFC or the Forty Niners or the Forty Niners. Yes, if, if, if Trey Lance is what they hope he is, and and even if he's not, even if he just can make a couple more plays than Jimmy G. I mean, that's all they are uh, away from the Super Bowl. There's a couple plays, a couple nice plays, and so Lance just needs to do that, not make the mistakes uh, like Jimmy G. Jimmy G didn't make a lot of mistakes either. Um, so I, the Forty Niners defense is really good. Like I, I trust defenses. Like you want good defenses, and and the Packers have a good defense. Um, I don't think Minnesota's quite as good at defense, but they, they've got a solid – they've been built. I mean, Mike Zimmer was more of a defensive guy. so they, They've had good pieces there. They don't um, have a bad defense, but I, I am buying into Kirk Cousins being a good quarterback, and you have a really good, young, offensive mind to, to use the weapons in Minnesota to do something special. You get Zimmer out there, out of there, which they needed. Now you bring in an offensive young guru who learned under McVay. I'm buying in. I'm I'm buying into, especially because the Packers have so many question marks, to the Vikings could rise and win the division and carry that momentum to the Super Bowl in a conference where it's so wide open. Yeah. 
so people probably think, wait, what about, what about the Rams? I think we all kind of feel this way. I was listening to a podcast, Bill Simmons, over the weekend, and, and there's just this sense with the Rams that they went all in, you know, last year. And and to do that again, and, and they've lost a couple pieces in the offseason, you know, the Von Millers that came on, you know, you go and get that guy, and now he's gone. And OBJ, gone. he may not be back. We don't know what the status with OBJ. We don't know where he's going to go. He's going to figure out what team's the best after, like, week four and figure out where he wants right. to go. But He's going to go to the hey, Vikings. Good for him. Hey, I wouldn't rule that out. Maybe. I mean, can you imagine? Maybe Green Bay. He could, oh. he could end up. He could end up in some oh, places. Depending on how healthy he is. But he turned down Green Bay last year. So Aaron Rodgers doesn't want him. But maybe OBJ saw something. He goes, ah, I think the Rams. I don't know. But yeah, he was right. The Bills have been mentioned for for him as well. But but needless to say, the the, the Rams are good. They've still got plenty of good players. You know, Matthew Stafford is still good, but he's a little banged up. And then, you know, there's still that Super Bowl hangover. And if Aaron Donald's running around with two helmets trying to hit people, get it together, buddy. You yeah. got to get it together. Come on. What are we doing? I, so that's, he's a loose cannon. I struggle with the repeat. No yeah, matter how good the hard. team is, it's so difficult. And again, to get to the Super Bowl is so difficult. It's, it's, people don't understand how difficult it is. And to do it two years in a row, man. I don't know. Well, especially when you build it the way the Rams did. Correct. It's now, plug and play from the older guys. Out, but if it's, I mean, it's a different sport. But if you do it like the Warriors did, you draft, you develop, you have these young guys that are growing together that can go on a five-year run, fine. But their model, they knew what they were doing. Their model isn't for longevity. Now, I don't think they were thinking they were going to have one year. But the Rams' model is not, we're building for the next five years. It's, we have a time to win now, and if we have to blow it up and rebuild and have some dark years after this, it's fine, but it's worth the ring. They got the ring. We can't say anything about it, but I'm not going to pick them again to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, no, I'm not either. And I will say the one team, as I was listening to that podcast, as I was mowing the lawn on Saturday, I, I, can, I can be convinced that the Chiefs, are actually similar to your uh, warriors that you just mentioned. Um, this was brought up on that on that podcast because yeah, they're built that way. You know, they've they've groomed these guys and and you know Steph Curry was kind of getting overlooked, downplayed a little bit, and then they they went and won the championship. Patrick Mahomes kind of that way too. It's uh, well, uh, we don't know about the Chiefs. How's Mahomes without Tyree Kill? And that's probably been more of the side that I've been on. And, and I've said this a bunch. I just felt last year the Chiefs were a weird team. There was something, there was some disconnect for me that just didn't add up. And and, and again, that overtime game where where they fell apart, I just was I just was confused by that. So it's more of I don't have the answers to those concerns or those questions, but I also understand the reality that Mahomes is is as good as any quarterback. He went first in a fantasy draft last night, which was crazy. But so people still <laughs> believe in him, I guess. Um, but 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 he's he's still there, and and Andy Reid is still there, and they've won a Super Bowl and have shown that they can do it. So the idea of writing the Chiefs off is is not real wise in, in for for me. So I still have to keep them in the mix. That's fair. I just think it's the Bills' turn to get their payback. The Bills yeah, but- are the Chiefs are really good, and yes, they stole Mahomes, which I'm still a huge believer in Mahomes. He's unfairly criticized. I, I'm I'm glad we're not saying he's going to go get seven rings, but I also don't want to say, oh, he's he's an average quarterback. 
He's great. But the Bills are so deep and so well-developed on both sides of the ball. It's such a good team. I thought last year was their year, but this year? Exactly. Hungry? Uh, I don't know. But the Mahomes magic? Uh, I don't know. But I've seen the Colts build too, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Colts. Colts beat the Packers in the in the Super Bowl. Welcome to the Hall of Fame, Matt epic. Ryan. Yes, yes, absolutely. If that, Stafford that gets big. in with his Super Bowl ring, Matt Ryan's for sure in. I would say Matt Ryan's been better than Stafford throughout his career. Yeah, but he <sighs> he does need that big mark. He hasn't been great in the playoffs. You know, the nice run, but I just still struggle with the Detroit tax that Stafford has. That, that's a blemish on his narrative. Because he wasn't able to get them over the hump. He never was. Oh, and but who would have been? Somebody's going to. I think it's Dan Campbell. It's Dan Campbell. I'm in. I'm in on the Lions. Let's go. I'm, I'm, I'm fired up. I'm fired up for the Lions. At least, at least getting to 500 this year. Yeah. He's being in the, being in the okay. mix. I'll give you three teams. Who is more likely to get to 500? Texans, Jags, or Lions? Who would you take today? I would go... Lions, Jags, Texans. But I actually am I'm higher on all three of those teams than I would say the majority of people. So I think I think they're all going to be competitive. I would go Jags just cuz I don't know. I I'm a big believer in I'm not a big believer. But I I think there's there's merit to the first year of a new coaching staff catching lightning in a bottle. The almost the adrenaline of a new culture, a new coaching staff can almost be better in year one than year two, even though you're still building. But I think the Jags could take a big jump this year, especially with the talent they brought in. I mean, they're, they're almost like free to operate now. There was just so much hanging over their heads last year. Now it's, we've got an amazing head coach who's an amazing man and leader. And a Super Bowl winner. Super Bowl winner. Two of those few of those guys floating around the league. That's, I know. That's like everyone sure. everyone has got to be following confidently Doug Peterson's leadership. I think so. Like there's no I, doubt. I'm in a, I'm in, I'm in on the on the Jags as well and I think Trevor Lawrence, yeah, he'll just be able to settle in and I I'm I'm still amazed. He's he's been underrated kind of going into the season. He's a former number 1 pick. Yeah. What are we what are we doing? It was like a, he was like a you know, blue chip, the number one guy. You know, this was so clear. After his freshman year in college, they said you should sit yeah. out for two years. Yeah, just get ready for the NFL. And now we're, <laughs> we're writing him off because of Urban Meyer. Come on. Get back Situa- on board. Situation rules. Oh. I know. Well, you feel bad for, for a lot of these quarterbacks that end up with the wrong coach. Situation wrong rules over talent in the NFL at, at the quarterback position. A lot of times. It really does. All right. We're going to end with this. And we've, gosh, we've, we've run out of time today, but we, um, man, we're excited because this fall, it's going to be a really fun show every Monday following the, the football weekend. And so uh, I hope that, that you will all make, uh, you know, appointed viewing, appointed listening on, on Mondays and, and look forward to, to your thoughts uh, throughout the fall as well. Uh, but again, we will be off this Monday for Labor Day. So enjoy the final final holiday uh, of the summer and then uh, then we'll be going hard for 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 the fall uh we will be off the one monday when we do our unpacking at golf tournament so that's coming up uh this fall which we're excited about uh but last question this is non-sports related and this comes out up fairly often and so this will be today's life quandary and i've developed this saying when i meet people i always say in 90 percent of the time 
nice to see you versus nice to meet you. So I always say nice to see you just in case I have met them before. Um, I just want to be, you know, it, it prevents me from the awkwardness of, of, oh, wait, no, we have met. But here's the other side of this have we met before conversation. Yesterday, I introduced myself to someone and I said, hey, I'm, hey, I'm Bryce. And he goes, yeah, we've met before. <laughs> and so, so I caught, so it was, it was one of those things where, wait, Props is to that? Him. Was that my fault? It, it, should he have said that we've met before or just said, hey, Bryce, good to see you? And then neither one of us would have felt uh, awkward in that situation, but it kind of made me then feel awkward. And, and so that was un- unfortunate. But the, the, I guess the, que- the quandary today is, do you ever lead with, if there's, if there's any question that you might have met someone before, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm your name. Hey, I'm Bryce it, with, with the handshake. Or, or do you just hmm. what? How do you how do you how do you navigate that? What is the answer to that? Um, and and you know, it comes down to the uncertainty of of connections. So where where what would you have advised me? Did I was that my fault for leading with on Bryce, or was that on the other guy? I think you have a pass if it was your first time. But if I'm the other guy, I'm typically probably playing along so I don't embarrass the other person. I don't want the other person to feel embarrassed, so I'll pretend it's our first time for the but, sake of – but so that's that's how I kind of operate. But I'm also – I'm from – to be in your shoes, I'm bad at giving my name and introducing people. So I usually just go into a conversation talking, and then like 10 minutes in, it's like, wait, what's your name? And then, oh, and then we'll talk. It's a little, little interesting, but yeah. So I- – so I did. I I learned this from my dad. My, I always saw my dad growing up. He was just like, "Hey, I'm hey, I'm Dean. Hey, I'm Dean." And even just to remind people, assuming that they forgot who who he was, which is See, you know, I think that's fine. noble. I think that's helpful because people forget names. Speaking from yeah. experience, that people forget names way more than they remember it, especially that's if it's right. a passing interaction. I think it's a it's a helpful thing to be an introducer, to just assume you might have forgot. That's right. So, so I didn't. So even me saying, "Hey, I'm Bryce," it's like, yeah, we've met before. Oh, yeah, Bryce. Hey, Bryce, good to see you. It it didn't, it didn't matter. Just reminding you. Oh, we've met before, but I'm just reminding you. My name is Bryce. Yeah, hey, I'm Bryce. So, so I say nice to see you, but for a different reason, because I've made it my life goal to forsake lazy conversation. Mm. And there are three things that are lazy conversation that I try with every fiber in my body to avoid. It is talking about weather, talking about traffic, and the passing by, hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good. <laughs> the, seeing someone say, hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good. That is the most atrocious <laughs> waste of breath that we as humans <coughs> die in here. Like, it, it, is, it is so uncomfortable and sickening. I hear it all the time. <laughs> You're pat- hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good. That was a waste of three seconds. So I you say, gotta acknowledge people. No, what else no, say? acknowledge them with "nice to see you." Hey, nice to hey, see you. Nice oh, good to see, to see you. you. That's that's not a waste of breath. That's oh, good to see you. But the because when you do the good, how are you good? Both people are lying majority of the time, <laughs> and both people are communicating. I don't care about you or this conversation. So just say hey, good. How you "nice doing? to see you." Oh, good to see you too. Go on with your day. So that's why I lead. I'm trying to lead with "nice to see you." 
because it's so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. Like when someone asks me at the, at the checkout line, hey, how are you doing? Would you really like to know? Because I'll tell you. <laughs> and if I'm, if I'm going to ask, how are you doing? I want to know. Now, I'm, am I guilty of this sometimes? Yes. So people, are you, if you're listening today, replace how are you doing with nice to see you. Hey, nice to see you. Nice to see hey, you. Nice to hey, see good you. to see you. Good to see you too. All right. And then you keep going. That oh, that's, makes sense. That's That fair. makes sense. I, so I, I recently went to the, uh, the leadership summit, a uh, big national leadership summit. It was virtual, but it was great. And, but one of the speakers talked about asking, just asking better questions. And, and one of those questions you know, could be, uh, instead of this chit-chat, it's, hey, what's the highlight of your day? And then you get to hear about someone's day. Hey, what's that's the highlight of your day? Hey, hey, how you doing? What's the highlight of your day? Hey, how you doing? I because, don't know if I could drop how you doing. Hey, how you doing? But you have to be willing I'm, I'm to like, actually hey, you doing, pause. Guys? You have to be willing to pause and actually talk. Because if you're doing a passing, hey, how are you doing? Good, how are you? If you hey, what's ask the someone, of your day? Oh, if okay. you ask someone, hey, how are you doing? And keep walking, talking about giving them the cold shoulder. If they're telling about to tell you how they're doing and you're walking back towards them, why did you ask them how they're doing? So it's just, it's just lazy English that we've adopted. And it's just sickening to me. Another thing related to I appreciate this. Your passion. No, appreciate your passion. Very passionate. Very passionate. That's I've why talked we bring about up the these weather quandaries. We're trying to help each other here. I've Live talked about lives. the weather and traffic thing on here before. So my mom and, and stepdad Mark, they'll like jokingly, "Hey, how's the weather?" and they'll just start laughing because they know I hate it. Uh, but I have a, related to this. I have I have a friend a, uh, a while back, an old friend. He used to always be guilty of reintroducing me to people or talking about someone like I don't know them. So, for example, talking about a mutual friend that I've actually hung out with, that we've all hung out with together on numerous occasions, but talking about them first and last name. I'm like, no, no, I know that person. I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> or like they'll introduce, oh, yeah, you know, this person, uh, this is who they are, this is how we know them. Like, no, we were all together last night, actually. So I find that interesting. The reintroducer, uh, I try to avoid that as well. Especially the full the full name reintroducer. The full name reintroduce. Gosh, that's good. Yeah, no, these these things we we just have to be aware of, them. and we have to, we have to be willing to put a stop to them. Yeah. So, um, so if you've listened to this show, we want you to take away, unpack this. <laughs> we want you to know about coming to the end of self reliance. We that's want right. you to be passionate about our Super Bowl picks, and I specifically want to rebuke, <laughs> saying, "How are you doing? Good. How are you?" Hey, good, I affirm. Nice to see you. Please, for the sake of me. But hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? How do you feel about how do you feel about lawn talk? Hey, your lawn looks nice. Yeah, thanks. Been watering it. (coughs) You're not there yet. You don't have your own lawn. I'm definitely not there yet. No, No. keep it on. Put that in the back. Put that in your back of your mind. I'll be curious how you feel about that. Hey, oh, did you mow? Hey, it looks good. Yeah. What are you doing with that pine straw? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna lay it out. Nice. Yeah. You're going to use the mulch? <laughs> no, I'm not going to do mulch this year. Doing pine straw. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Have a good day. You too. I mean, that almost seems like you're like approaching get off my lawn status, like that stage of life. Just talking over the fence. It's down, it's, the old it's man. Slippery slope. Slippery slope. Men that's, are funny, though. There, there's, a, there's a bit. Oh, I forget the, comedy, the, com, the comedian's name, but he talks about the get off my lawn, the talking about lawn stuff, but also. Men will go over to anyone working with power tools or working in the yard. They'll go over. They'll never offer help, but they'll just watch. 
oh, so-and-so's got new power tools? Yeah, I'll go over there. They'll watch you work. They'll never right. offer help. That's so right. funny. Uh, yeah, I just I watched. Yeah, I was watching my friend work. My neighbor work, work on his his, his, you know, his big old wood posts and all that. <laughs> yeah, and he had to he had to invite another friend over to help him. He, he didn't ask me to help him. <laughs> another friend, but you're better. designated watcher. You're the you're the watch you're the neighbor you're the watching guy. He knows you're not the helping guy. Yeah. Uh, two very different roles to play when a man is working on things <laughs> in the shop or in their yard. You have a watcher and you have a helper. Got to have both. Uh, there you go. There you go. All right. Well, that's our show today. He's Luke. I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Today's Unpack This Topic was... The end is where we begin. The end of ourselves is where we begin new life in in Christ. The end of our our old life, new life with him. Uh, Talked about players getting cut. It's it's the end of maybe their football career, but it's the the beginning of the next phase of their life. And so all of us go through that at different times. We can embrace that. What's new? What what is God going to do that's new in our life? What's coming next? Um, And be willing to lean into that. So that's the encouragement for us today. Uh, if you want to join one of our fantasy football leagues, I encourage you to check that out. Uh, we're drafting this week. Uh, go to unpackingit.com slash fantasy. Unpackingit.com slash fantasy. Well, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast presented by MetaShare. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T dot com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.